Got two minutes? That's all we need to tell you about the first round of Uruguay's presidential election. I'm here with Nicolas Saldias. He's a senior researcher at the Wilson Center's Latin American program. He's also Uruguayan. Oh no, it's already been 10 seconds. All right, let's get to the point. Nicolás Saldías, Uruguay held elections on Sunday, and in the election, the Frente Amplio Party was the top vote-getter, but not quite enough to meet the 50% threshold. That means we are headed into a second round, and in that second round, from everything I hear, the Frente Amplio might lose. Yes, the Frente Amplio has uh, lost a significant number of voters in this round, and the difference between what they have today, which is about 38% of the vote and 50%, seems almost insurmountable. Uruguay has had this second round system for a while. In the last two elections, I think the Frente Amplio has increased its uh, vote tally from the first round to the second round by less than 10%. That would be inadequate this time around, wouldn't it? Yes, by definition. So tell me about the opposition party, though, that is likely to win. How would it change Uruguay? Uruguay, again, governed by the center-left coalition. Well, what's gone wrong over the last five years is slow economic growth and rising unemployment. Those are fundamentally the economic problems. But also rising crime, which has become a major source of contention inside the country. Um, The next president will probably be the leader of the Partido Nacional, Uh, Luis Lacalle Po, whose father was president of Uruguay between 1989 and 1994. He's a center-right person, and he will have to govern in a coalition with the traditional ruling party, which is the Partido Colorado, but also the new nationalist right party, the Cabildo Abierto Party. Why is it assumed that all the opposition will coalesce in the second round? I know that kind of coordination isn't taken for granted in other systems where we do have a balotage, a second round. First, all the party leaders have given their support to La Cachepo, which is a significant show of support for getting rid of the Frente Amplio. And I think that there's a rechazo social, I think, now to the Frente Amplio. There's growing concerns about the party being a party of the state, that it feels entitled to power. And this idea, I mean, clearly makes sense, a renovation of elites, some kind of rotation between political parties. At the same time, I mean, if we take the broader view, Uruguay remains the standout economy in Latin America, the standout democracy. When you put it in that regional context, it seems odd that the incumbent wouldn't succeed. Well, the incumbent has done a lot of good things for the country, and I think most Uruguayans would agree that it has done a lot of good. But it hasn't had a convincing argument as to why it should remain in power. The types of reforms that Uruguay now needs, the Frente Amplio seems unwilling to actually do. The party that will likely be in power, they're basically maintaining everything. What they're doing is just being honest about uh, imposing you know, a little bit more austerity than the Frente Amplio is willing to do. Nicolas Saldias, thank you for joining us.